Hey y'all, this is a podcast that explores eudaimonia. Euda what? Eudaimonia is an ancient word that describes the state of your own personal flourishing. I'm your host, Emily Geiser, and I started this podcast to remind each of us just how much agency we have in our own flourishing. I hope you'll listen with a beginner's mind and walk away with new ideas and inspiration so that you feel not just fine, but radiant and energized. And hey, if you are feeling exhausted, there are a couple of things you can do right now so that you feel better tomorrow. Grab my three secrets to end exhaustion. These are the ones no one's telling you on my website, emilygeiser.com and look forward to more joy and less overwhelm soon. You can grab that at emilygeiser.com, E-M-I-L-Y-G-E-I-Z-E-R.com. Link is in the show notes. Does 30% off catch your attention? This month, there's a huge discount on my favorite clean beauty brand. And so whether you're looking for like a really good exfoliator to slough off this winter dullness, high quality products that target signs of aging or sun damage, or you just need your body lotion, your shampoo, or even cosmetics, you are in luck. Beauty Counter has all the top products, safer than your other products, and with this huge discount. The link to shop and the code are in the show notes. And just know, Beauty Counter offers a full 60-day return policy. So you can try it. If you don't absolutely love it, return it and get all your money back. There's really no risk. Hi, this is Emily, and today I'm going to be here talking with you about something I'm absolutely passionate about, food. I love eating it and cooking it. I love spices and flavors. I've always been a really adventurous eater, and I also really value the central role that food plays in our well-being. It's funny, I think people think about food in two categories, something we enjoy or healthy right? Like what you either quote unquote should eat or what you want to eat. But that's such a like dumbed down, superficial approach to food. Its impact is so much bigger. The truth about food and weight is that weight is the least important result of your food choice. Obviously weight holds this huge place in our society We are all products of diet culture, and it's rooted in anti-fatness and thin bias. So this is something that comes up in my coaching that I help my clients be aware of when we are exploring food and what makes us thrive and what our true goals are. Food is intrinsically linked to weight, so it's become a loaded topic. But it's really important to understand the impact of what we eat. It has more, food has more influence over our physiology than most anything else that we do. It's kind of astounding when you think about it that the most important thing we need for a healthy, vibrant, successful life, that's eudaimonia, people. Um, The most important thing we need, like how to care for and feed our bodies, is never taught in school. And when we know how to put the right kind of fuel in our bodies, 
It can keep us running at an incredible level. Food changes everything. So I want to be able to talk about food and its role in your own health and well-being, in your eudaimonia. I think it's one of the most important conversations we can have. And stick around to the end because I'm going to give you a very awesome opportunity to explore this in a powerful way for free. So you know that saying, you are what you eat. Well, it's kind of true. If you eat crap, things are going to break down and kind of turn to crap. And I'm not talking about size. Like, yeah, you might gain weight, but the other impacts are so much more severe, like negatively impacting your hormones just for one. Testosterone can drop really low. It's a chronic and increasing, increasingly prevalent issue. Estrogen can rise too high. And then in this like hormonal mix, just add a flood of cortisol and insulin and PFAS. And it is a metabolic shitstorm. But not so surprising when we strip away like the factory made foods, those that crap food, what I called it, and eat more real whole foods, we see a return to metabolic health. Now you might be like, what? I don't exactly know what metabolic health is. So I'm going to explain it a little bit here. And then we're going to talk about the one ingredient responsible for most metabolic disruption. It's been said that metabolic health needs to be our number one focus, especially in this post-pandemic era, where we saw the severity of COVID directly tied to metabolic health. So when you think about metabolic health, you might just think metabolism, but it's actually so much more than that. It's how our cells make energy to run and power every process in the human body. This is all under the container of metabolic health. So you can see when we are metabolically dysfunctional, it impacts a lot of things downstream. Like it underlies most chronic diseases and hormonal disruptions. So three years ago, only 12% of adults were considered metabolically healthy. Today, that's dropped now to only 6 or 7% of adults are metabolically healthy. That means today, more than 93% of adults have metabolic dysfunction. So you're probably wondering, how's my metabolic health? Well, given that most people are in a state of dysregulation, it does beg the question. Metabolic dysregulation shows up on a spectrum, and it can start with just like low energy and brain fog, mood changes, acne, maybe trouble losing weight. But the more serious forms of metabolic dysregulation look like diabetes and cancer, Alzheimer's, PCOS, and more. Here's the good news. There is a lot that we can do to improve that. And we don't need to be at the far end of the spectrum dealing with chronic diseases before we choose to fix it. We don't have to be diagnosed with a problem before we choose to take a stand for our health. So how do we ensure that we're metabolically healthy? We start with food. So the real culprit is the addictive processed foods and food-like substances on grocery store shelves. The food we eat, I mean, you have to think about it. The food that we eat is direct information to the body. 
It like literally impacts the blood, our organs, like our liver and our brain, our cells, our mitochondria, you know, our genes, our food choices are either creating a disease fighting environment or creating a disease prone environment. And I mean this really literally, they've seen this in studies like which um, genes that are prone to fight cancer get turned on with which food versus genes that are prone to make condi conditions conducive for cancer. The food we eat is literally changing our physiology. And think of how often we make that choice each day. Like food, you can see how food can really be your solution. It doesn't have to be the problem. And when we switch that perspective and empower ourselves, we just shift the relationship that we have with food. And through that process, you can shift your relationship with your body. Food directly impacts everything. It impacts your mood. It balances your hormones and brain chemistry. It regulates the health of your microbiome, your immune system, and it reduces levels of inflammation and oxidative stress. Food can improve your energy systems, support your detoxification process, and improve the function and health of your circulatory system and your lymphatic systems. Like your food provides the raw materials for every cell, every muscle, your tissues, your organs, and your bones in your body. I mean, just seems like your food choices are important. They matter. They matter beyond will they give you a muffin top or not. So health is really a choice and you're making it each time you take a bite of food, whether you choose to care or not. So I know I'm walking tricky terrain here with an emphasis on food and a desire to bring wholeness to this conversation that is rooted in like so much disordered thinking. For but it's important to learn about this because knowledge is power. So you can be more empowered with your choices and understand the incredible agency that you have in your own well-being. So when I work with my clients who are interested in improving their health, which, which does often include weight loss, we work to both flip the switch on chronic diet mentality and couple that though with food principles that are really based on thriving, not shrinking. When I think about food, I think of it as medicine. I've learned from an early age, you know, I went on my first diet when I was in ninth grade, that what I eat can make a very real impact on my body. I think we've all experienced that, right? We were going for the visual of shrinking or we may have experienced what we eat can make us bigger. But far less obvious to the naked eye is how what we eat impacts our health, like our inner health. Your weight is really not much to do with your health. For over three decades now, I've explored how my body reacts to food and a lot of good has come from that. I've had to heal a lot of disordered eating but the good pieces that have resulted from understanding the impact of really healthy food on my body is that I've nearly eliminated my chronic headaches. I've maintained really youthful skin. I mean, don't think I don't love it when I still get carded and I'm 48. I finally have a healthy menstrual cycle. I mean, I spent until nearly my 40s not really having a, a really healthy, consistent menstrual cycle. And I do now no PMS, a 28-day cycle. 
I reduced my perimenopausal symptoms drastically. I've healed my lifelong gut imbalances. And I've brought my adrenals back on board, like all through food and lifestyle. So before you glaze over with fear of what it means to be a healthy eater, I need to make a caveat. Am I the cleanest eater or is eating clean 100% of the time my goal? Nope. Do I love beer and pizza? Yes, I do. (laughs) Do I prioritize a nutrient-rich diet most of the time? I do. And have I mentioned that it's been years and years since I've been sick. I mean, using food as medicine is really working for me. So let's talk about what it is to use food as medicine. First, we're all unique. So what's medicinal for me may not be for you. I do not give medical advice to anyone, but I can tell you for sure that when you prioritize eating foods without ingredient labels, you are more likely to be fueling your body Each body is unique with the specifics, but we can all improve our diets by reducing foods that have ingredient labels and identifying and prioritizing really healthy foods like the healthy fats, varieties of fruits and vegetables, and grass-fed proteins. The other ingredients that are all on those ingredient labels They've actually been associated with contributing to metabolic disease and altering our hormone production. So really take a look at that label. If it has more than five ingredients, it's probably not doing you any good. And if it has ingredients that you don't recognize as food that you could buy in the other aisles of the grocery store, then it's probably not food, right? Those are actually chemicals. So now I want to talk about one of the biggest contributors to metabolic dysfunction, and that is sugar. And let me just tell you in a couple minutes, I'm going to tell you how we can experiment with this together because it's very hard to avoid. As you probably know, sugar comes in dozens and dozens of forms. In fact, I have a list of like over 50 names for sugar. And some of those are highly processed and really denatured. And some are, you know, they have a higher nutritional value like maple syrup or honey. They're more in its raw form. Obviously, the most processed are best to avoid altogether. Um, And the more natural ones are fine. And they, like I said, they have some nutritional value. And if it was only occasional, it would be no big deal at all. Like I definitely don't want to demonize sweets. But the trouble is, is that Sugar is no longer just in sweets, right? It's also in like deli meat and breads and yogurt and mayonnaise and ketchup and salad dressing, pasta sauce, crackers, salsa, and on and on and on. They say that there's 600,000 food items in a typical grocery store in the U.S. and 80% have added sugar. So the real trouble is, is that sugar is really toxic for the mind and the body. When it's eaten in the quantity that's happening today, because it's hiding everywhere, it gives you this constant like jolt of energy. It's constantly spiking your blood sugar levels. But these unstable blood sugar levels are really just the fast track to lots of hidden issues. 
what you see and what you feel are going to be exhaustion and belly fat. But what's happening is so much deeper. So it's this metabolic dysfunction that I was just talking about. And the thing is, is that most of us turn to sugar when we're feeling depleted and we want energy, right? Because it actually gives us that quick energy in the moment, but it has the opposite effect long term. So the more sugar we consume over time, the more depleted our bodies become. And then we find ourselves fat, sick, and tired. So because sugar is so pervasive, I like to cut it out of my diet for a few days every so often, if for no other reason than just to remind myself how good I can feel without it. It's amazing how quickly you can see and feel the benefits. So have you heard of this thing called sugar face? It's, it's recognized as like increased wrinkles, dry, saggy skin, breakouts, um, dark circles under your eyes. So sugar face is a symptom of, you know, eating too much sugar, as its name says. And I bring it up because my face and skin are the first things I notice when I remove sugar. But I also notice other things. Um, So some things linked to too much sugar, and you might experience the opposite just when you remove it, are inflammation. So you might feel like sore, stiff joints, headaches, fatty liver, belly fat, decline in heart health low energy, depression, a weakened immune system. This is what eating sugar constantly, this is how it's impacting us. But the cool thing is that your skin is really a billboard for your lifestyle. So when your skin is glowing and radiant, you just know that your internal health is also radiant. But your skin reflects what's happening on the inside. So if it's not radiant, it gives you a sense of what's going on. So I recognize that there's a movement against demonizing food. And I totally am behind the intention to remove the stigma and unravel diet culture. However, I do believe that there are foods that don't benefit us and in fact, like deplete us. And I think it's really important to be honest about that. So some ingredients aren't just lacking in nutrition, but they actually deplete your body of essential nutrients that you're working hard to put in. And that is just not health. Reclaiming your energy in your eudaimonia is a balance of reducing those anti-nutrients, the ones that are depleting you, and then increasing the nutrients, the things that fuel you. Your diet is really essential. It's essential to your health and it's essential It is what's essential to your imbalances and your illnesses. Here's the truth about sugar. It's not so sweet. (laughs) Sugar contributes to weight gain. It makes for uncomfortable belly bloat. It really depletes every ounce of your energy. Sugar leads to a puffy face and saggy, wrinkly skin, what's been deemed sugar face. Sugar also just messes with our microbiome. It feeds the nasty bacteria in yeast in our guts. It's, it's really addictive, and it's in so many products. Because sugar is so sneaky, I think the best way to develop a healthier relationship with it is to ditch it for a few days. Simply removing white sugar is really helpful, and it interrupts the cravings, and it allows your body some repair. Plus, you'll discover how much more energy you have without it, like your true energy. 
while getting rid of sugar for a few days may feel daunting, it is definitely worth doing. It feels really good. It's such an empowering action. In my experience, sugar is a slippery slope and has a way of running the ship, like straight into trouble. So I'm gearing up for a five-day sugar detox soon, and I'm opening it up to others to join for free. If you'd love to connect and get some support here, you can sign up now. The link is in the show notes, and it's on my website, emilygeiser.com. The Sugar Shake Off, it's a free five-day online offering. I'm going to be starting it in March, but you can go ahead and sign up today, and I'll send you some tips on things you can do to make it even easier on yourself and like to maximize the five-day shake-off. I'll guide you through the five days with morning email, recipes, including sweet treats, detox tips, and then there's an active Facebook group that accompanies the program. It's totally optional for those who like the support, the tips, and the conversation during the, during the detox. I haven't offered the Sugar Shake Off since 2019, and I'm really excited to bring it back because I know, like, even though I don't necessarily want to give up sugar right now, I know how good I feel on the other side. And I love recalibrating my relationship with sugar. It's just, it's had a huge impact on my health, but it's been really helpful for me to do these things in a group and with accountability. So I hope you'll join me. You can join now at the link in the podcast show notes on the app or directly on my website. Hope to see you inside the Shake Off. Thanks for your interest in this broader conversation. I'd really love to hear back from you and know what are your biggest questions with food and health and metabolic health. If you're still listening, thanks so much for sticking around. If you love what you heard, please hit follow and pass along to a friend. You can help others find this podcast more easily by taking a moment to rate and review. And if you're curious what it's like to work with me or just want to learn more about the work I do in optimizing your own wellness, head to my website, emilygeiser.com. You can connect with me directly on Instagram at emilygeiser. Links for those are in the show notes. I'll be back next week and hope you will be too. Until then, think good thoughts and go for them.